This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hello, my fellow alchemist, and welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. This is another solo cast, my second one. I'm so excited. And this is dropping on the first day of June. So happy June. I'm recording it just a few days beforehand, and there is so much energy going on right now. We just had the full moon and the lunar eclipse and it's Mercury retrograde and all the things, <laughs> all the things are happening. And if you are a parent, there is the end of school that has either already happened as it has in my case, or it is very quickly approaching this week or in the coming week or two. So there's all of that change of energy. I'm super excited to be sharing about the June spirit animal that we will be working with. And that's from this amazing spirit animal oracle deck that I was gifted and I love it. It's so beautiful. And what I did, if this is um, the first time you're listening, what I did at the beginning of the year was pull a bunch of different cards, one for each month, with the intention of letting that card, that different animal, guide some of the wisdom that is meant to channel through me in content and social and emails and resources and tools that I share. And so the animal for the month of June is the seahorse. It's seahorse spirit, which is watch and wait. And I will be sharing a photo of this beautiful card but the seahorse is very much this energy of just taking a breather, <laughs> which is so fitting for our month based on all the craziness of May, all the collective energy. And so the seahorse reminds us to watch and wait that we don't have to succumb to the drama or the turbulence that whatever is happening outside of us, we can observe it, we can watch it, we don't have to take it in, we don't have to bring it in to our energy field, we don't have to identify with it and become all that's happening around us. It's really a beautiful reminder to staying neutral when possible. I know it can feel like everything that's going on, we have to have an opinion on, we have to have, you know, a stake in it. And I really feel one of the things that I've, I've worked a lot on actually is not doing that. And it has really been such 
a beautiful shift in where I give my energy to and what I don't give my energy to and really feeling empowered that my energy, my attention, my intention, what I'm thinking about, what I'm talking about, what I'm consuming, I have control over and I don't have to give it to anything that doesn't serve me. So whether that be in the political arena or in the school community or in just the social media world or with a friend group or family drama, absolutely, if it's something that you feel strongly about and something that really you need to say something about and you absolutely should feel empowered to be an upstander, not a bystander. However, there's also the opportunity to, if you don't feel that way and it doesn't resonate with you and it doesn't ruffle your feathers and you really have no involvement in it, that we can just let it go. We can decide for it not to be this energy hook, this thing that we get hooked into. And then before you know it, you're sort of on this roller coaster, you know, you're riding this wave of something that is really outside of yourself, has nothing to do with you. And meanwhile, we've just so freely given away our energy, which is really our most precious commodity, our energy, our time. And so the seahorse is just this, again, beautiful reminder that when we have a chance to stay neutral, we can gain perspective. There are insights to be learned in just observing, just watching, just seeing what's happening around us. I know I am so guilty of wanting to have that fast reaction of wanting to reply right away, send the text message back immediately, hit send on the email, or even in conversation, somebody says something. And, and I feel like we've been conditioned to feel that the faster the retort or the quicker you are with your wit or with sharing your insights, then that is valuable. And there's also a lot of value in just sort of hanging back and seeing what happens and letting the conversation happen and maybe adding what you want, what you find is valuable, but not feeling the pressure to, to be so up in it, <laughs> if you would. And it's funny, I've seen so many gray feathers in the past few days, like literally a dozen, maybe more. And the gray feather is a symbol of neutrality, which again, is such a sweet reminder that we are all supported. But the gray feather is a message of peace and support and that there doesn't have to always be a black and white answer to everything that sometimes the truth is in the middle. Oftentimes the truth is in the middle. And the gray feather also just reminds you that, that peace is an inside job. You can't ask other people or depend on other people to give you that feeling. That's something that you have to cultivate and seek out. And sometimes it's complicated. I mean, I'm sure we all have people in our lives that 
we would maybe put in the more dramatic category or even in the toxic category. And I know it's really hard to break away from, from relationships, from situations, from circumstances that we have long been a part of. And what does that say about us if we don't want to be part of it anymore? What does it say about us if our relationship that we once held so closely and had so much value in that we've grown away from it? And all it says is that, that you are honoring yourself, you're being authentic with yourself, you are trusting what feels good and what feels right to you. And sometimes that means walking away or letting go of something or someone that truly no longer serves you. So the seahorse also shares that there's an element of calmness and coolness and, and really truth that comes when we give ourselves the time and space to consider things. In human design, there's a bunch of different ways that we can be designed to make decisions. There's actually seven different ways. And one of them is what's called an emotional authority. So what that means is that you, if you're emotionally defined, your solar plexus is defined and you can find that out by getting a free chart. I have an offer on my website for a free chart. You can also go to mybodygraph.com or jovianarchive.com and just type in your birth date, time and location and get your free chart. But if you have a defined solar plexus, you are an emotional authority. And that means that you always have an emotional wave that is going up and down behind the scenes. And so the guidance for you is that you should always watch and wait. You should always follow the seahorse in decision-making because what can happen is that if you say yes to something, at the top of your wave, then it's often not the right thing. You've committed to something that you're not really interested in after giving a little bit of time, or you're at the bottom of the wave and you quit on something or cancel on someone or say that you don't want to participate in something when that's not really aligned for you either. And so when you give yourself the time and the space to ride that wave, to emotionally explore all the different opportunities and, and outcomes that come along with it, then over time, you will get to your clear answer. You will have clarity. Your truth will come over time. If you have a different authority, so it could be sacral or splenic or self-projected or, or ego, there's a lot of different authorities, you might be more aligned with making a spontaneous decision. And that's correct for you because you find your truth in the moment. But that doesn't mean that following this example of waiting and observing doesn't ring true for you, especially considering that you most likely have other open centers in which it really is wise to sample and experience other people's energy 
but that the real wisdom comes in understanding it and observing it without overly identifying with it. The wisdom comes in using your intuition and seeing what resonates with you and really getting a sense of what's right and what's aligned. And so that's all about being calm, observing, considering what is possible. And that really leads to more success, more joy, more fulfillment versus so quickly hooking into something or saying yes to the thing or following somebody else's formula for success because that really doesn't serve you. You know, everybody is so uniquely and perfectly designed. And so it's really just about finding out what works best for you. The other thing that's coming in is this idea that I definitely am speaking so that I can hear my own medicine. But this came into me the other day, you know, as a manifesting generator, there is a lot of energy that I feel moving through me and needs to move through me. I love a million different things and different passions and different projects and different ideas and having all those different balls in the air, having this, the spinning plates while I'm also running a marathon feels really good to me. But there is an element that I really have been trying to honor and pay attention to a bit more which is when I give myself the time and space to slow down, I can often move faster and more efficiently after I've had that pause. And so I think that's a really beautiful compliment to our seahorse spirit is that sometimes it can feel like you're taking a step backwards or a step to the side. And if you are a person that for whom momentum is a very strong theme in your life, just the feeling of every day moving forward with something, having your to-do list, crossing the things off, making progress. I know that is a really strong pull. It's something that I feel, it's something that every energy type can feel. But if you allow yourself the space to slow down just a little bit, to have intention in your transitions to cleanse whatever you just went through, whatever meeting you just had, or being out at the store or being at dinner or wherever you were, if you give yourself and are able to build in a little bit of time, a little bit of, of buffer, just to take a deep breath, clear your energy, shake off whatever you picked up, that small amount of slowing down really can allow you to more quickly get into the next thing, more efficiently, more effectively. It's almost like the whole idea of multitasking, which we know now to be a complete fallacy. Multitasking is not possible and does not exist. What we're actually spending all day doing is switch tasking. Switch tasking is what it is because we are moving from thing to thing to thing. And it's so quickly that it feels like it's happening at the same time, but it's not happening at the same time. We're actually stopping and doing the other thing. We're not listening to the podcast while we're writing something, while we're texting something, while we're doing the dishes, while we're on a walk, that's not all happening. And every time that we switch those micro moments of switching from task to task, 
really does make us lose brain cells, which might be part of my problem because I have been a long lover of the multitask. And so this idea of pausing in between the things and not trying to multitask, but instead doing the project, focusing on the project, you can move so much faster, so much more productively, so much more efficiently, and not feel so tired at the end of the day because your brain and your body have had time to align and do the things that it's supposed to do without being completely overloaded, overworked, and feeling all that exhaustion that I know so many people feel. Another thing that I'm loving about this seahorse spirit, and I'm really going to try to incorporate, is using my five senses more. I think that summer is such a beautiful time. And again, such synchronicity with the seahorse and the month of June, because for many of us, the summer season is a chance to slow down, a chance to have a new schedule, a different schedule, maybe not rushing out the door, maybe not packing so many lunches, maybe not having so many after work activities or extracurriculars that we're going through. And slowing down in the summer and being able to really take in all that nature provides us. We are so fortunate to have the most beautiful rainbow of colors and shapes and textures all around us. Whether you live in a forest or live in a city and can bring in house plants or fresh flowers or even looking at fruits and vegetables and how do they taste? How, how do they feel in your hand? How do your feet feel on the ground if there's an opportunity to walk barefoot anywhere in any place? The grounding benefit of that. And so really using this month of June to stop, take a minute, see what's around you. Put down the phone, Lauren. I'm saying this to myself when I listen back to it. Put down the phone because that is not real. What is real is the things that I can touch, the things that I can smell, the things that I can taste. Those are the things that are real. Those are the things that matter. This, this pull towards social media or towards any kind of media and all this this phone consumption. I know I've talked about this on other episodes and I hope that this is the summer, that this is the period of time where I'm able to make a better break from that and really just take more time to slow down, to be outside, to enjoy all that nature has to offer in this beautiful season. So I will be, if you are on my email list and also on social, it is open.to.alchemy is my social handle. So you can hit me up there or visit my website, www.opentoalchemy.com. I will be sharing resources and tips all month long on how to incorporate this concept of 
watching and waiting. I have a really cool thing that I'm working on, which is about creating rituals. So I used to be the type of person that really struggled with rituals that could never seem to find the time or connect outside of exercising, outside of the basic self-care things. But in terms of, of other rituals, I had often struggled with keeping up a journaling or meditating or some of these other things, which partly I contribute to being a manifesting generator and just pivoting from thing to thing, but also just really not ever connecting and seeing the full value in the creation of rituals. However, now that I have been able to do it, it has been such a beautiful addition to my life. There are things that I look forward to that I never thought that I would. I find so much value in them. I find so much joy in them. And so a ritual worksheet helping you incorporate that more into your life. And then also sharing some more about the human design perspective. So I did this last month and I loved being able to mash up human design and our spirit animal alchemy and really create something that is practical and tangible and helps make human design more accessible and really bring it into your daily life. So I'm working on something like that for the seahorse as well. So thank you so much for listening. I am so honored that you take the time out of your busy life to, to listen to this, to share, to send to friends. I would love if you would download on a regular basis, subscribe, rate, review, all of that amazing podcasting things. I can't wait to catch up with you again soon. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.